Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. friends and happy Tuesday. Yesterday we saw the wonderful conclusion and God visibly accepted the Gentiles into his family. He showed a visible sign that his salvation, his promise, even his Holy Spirit was for not only his chosen people, the Jews, but extended beyond them to every single person regardless of their heritage. Now today, Peter is actually going to be taking this incredible news, this incredible story, and he's going to be heading back to tell the other disciples, the other apostles and leaders of this early church. And we're going to see their response. So let's jump in. We are in Acts chapter 11, verse 1, and I am reading from the ESV. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him. Now the circumcision party was believed to be a group of Jewish Christians who had really strict beliefs. So they are actually criticizing Peter when he gets back, saying, you went to uncircumcised men uncircumcision would have been a sign that they were not of Jewish heritage. You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Now remember back when we saw that Peter mentioned it was unlawful for a Jew to associate with or visit anyone of another nation. So that's what these people are referring to. You ate with them. You can almost imagine their shock as Peter was doing something they viewed as wrong and unlawful. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. So Peter, he's not silenced by their skepticism. He doesn't back down, but instead he speaks up and he explains. He says, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. Remember, this vision was referencing some animals that in the Old Testament were considered ceremonially unclean, not to be eaten. And now God is saying, Kill and eat. Peter says, I've never eaten them. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were, sent to me from Caesarea, and the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. 
These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa, and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. So Peter is sharing these circumstances, his experience with God, that God showed up to him and showed him this vision of now clean food, clean animals, and then the Spirit leading him to go with these men, showing no distinction. And beyond all of that, he is telling them that God actually revealed himself to this Gentile. Peter continues on, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I? that I should stand in God's way. So Peter goes through his entire experience and he ends with his conclusion, his assumption, the answer that he reached that Gentiles were welcomed into God's family by God himself. He says the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning showing they are the same. He says, if God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? To me, when I hear this, I hear, I didn't necessarily understand. But this is God's work. I see that clearly, and who am I to get in the way of that? When they, the others, heard these things, they fell silent. And they glorified God, saying then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now they are accepting this, moving from skepticism, fear of the unknown, questioning something outside the norm, and moving into acceptance. After all, who can stand in God's way when he makes himself abundantly clear? And not only do they recognize that they are with them in the ministry on earth, but he said, God granted repentance that leads to life. Recognizing that these Gentiles also have eternal salvation in Christ, just like the chosen people, the Jews. And how often in our lives, Do we react to something new and unknown, something that was previously against the status quo? How often do we react to that with skepticism? And let me say, I think skepticism can be very healthy. We need to use discernment in our lives. We really need to be weighing the truth that we see in God's word with the things going on around us, with God's word coming first above our culture. But may we also be open that when things may change, that we would be open to moving past our skepticism, listening to God's word, 
listening to what he has revealed to us, and then accepting his plan and his will. So for me, an example, I was never really interested in exercise growing up. That wasn't something I was passionate about. It wasn't something I loved. Sure, I liked group sports like swimming and softball, but beyond that, exercise wasn't my thing. I never thought I would be teaching exercise, but God changed my heart. He worked in my heart and I was skeptical at first. I said, God, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to teach others movement? In my case, Christian yoga, which is a whole nother thing I was skeptical about. But God, he used his word and he spoke to my heart and he moved me past skepticism to acceptance. So may we always weigh the things in our lives against the truth of his word, but may we also be open to the prompting of the spirit to move through skepticism, as uncomfortable as it may be, all the way to acceptance. I will see you tomorrow morning. Do you want to work through some skepticism that you may have in regards to Christian yoga? I get it, yoga is a huge, scary buzzword in Christian communities, used to freak me out as well until I researched, until I prayed and I searched God's word. And if you would like to learn my perspective on this, to work through some of that skepticism yourself, to use your own discernment on this matter of Christian yoga, then you can join me for my free five-day workshop coming up in April. It's called the Exploring Christian Yoga Workshop, and you can sign up at hesedheart.com forward slash workshop. I would love to see you there.